0: Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Sick, 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 sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocery and The Beer Store.
1: Marinaro, the sick podcast talking Habs GM, what else? It was Wednesday that the virtual interview started for the vacant Habs GM job. Today is Friday, and we're hearing that today should be the end of round one of the interviews. We heard there were anywhere between eight to 10 candidates, and Patrick Waugh was supposed to be one of them. Yesterday, around noon, Patrick Waugh told members of the media... That as of Thursday, 12 p.m., he was not scheduled for any interviews. He had not heard from the Montreal Canadiens as of then. The big question is why? Joining me to discuss from the Montreal Gazette and what the puck, Brendan Kelly, what's going on?
0: You know what's going on, Tony? Yeah. Patrick Waugh is not the next GM of the Montreal Canadiens. That's what's going on. I've been, you, I told you this before. Yeah. Jeff Molson. We'll never hire Patrick you know, oh, like I
1: needed you to tell me that the Canadians were going to hire Patrick Waugh. I'm now, now. I'm
0: you see, you You need that's why you need to talk to me, Tony, to set you straight. But uh, no, but a lot of people are saying, you know, well, look, it's the French-English thing. In the French side of things, in the Francophone media, in the Francophone yeah. fan base, it's like, oh, my goodness, Patrick Waugh, the the savior, Casso, has to come to the
1: rescue. Hold on. A very emotional fan base that remembers Patrick Roy as backstopping the Canadians to two cups in 86 and 93. He's a legend. He's Casso. He's Le Roy. He's St. Patrick. He's their idol. He's a Ganya And because he won cups as a goalie, they believe he will deliver cups as a GM. Nonsense, I say.
0: Nonsense. You know what? It's just. You, it, It's it's just a hypothetical discussion vis a vis Patrick Watt. You know Jeff Molson. I know Jeff Molson. Jeff Molson will never have Patrick Watt working for him. He just won't. It's like the mix of personalities there is. You know Jeff Molson. You like him. Would you? Would you? It's not my favorite candidate, but uh, you know what? I mean, it's it's maybe I kind of like him better as a coach. I mean, there's this whole thing. It could be. Because he, he did great that first year in Colorado. Um, you know, it all went south after that. But he could really, what one of the things that the Canadiens have been missing for a very long time behind the bench is a little fire, is a little uh, sizzle. You know, he would bring that. And listen, as a journalist, we'd love to have Patrick Roy somewhere in the Canadiens organization. But it's not going to happen. He's not going to be the coach. He's not going to be the GM. I'd be surprised to even talk to him.
1: Um I would be surprised if they don't talk to him. Look, there's a lot of pressure from a certain sector of the media like you know and a certain sector of the fan base which forms the majority in Quebec and that is francophones in Quebec, French speaking Quebecers. Um he has called out basically he's come out and said, "Hey, what do they have to lose to give me a shot?" They've been going round and round for over 20 years. I'd be very surprised If they don't have some kind of discussion with him.
0: Well, how come they haven't talked to him?
1: Well, that's the million dollar question. So I have um, one or two opinions on that. Number one, they probably um, want to are limited with their time and probably want to name a general manager sooner rather than later. They look at his baggage of experience and they say he automatically automatically qualifies for round two of interviews. That could be the first thing. The second thing is that they will interview him, but not right now for the GM job, but for a possible coaching job. Because if we recall back in 2012, when the Canadians interviewed uh, Mark Bergevin for the vacant GM job and Julian Brisebois and Blair Mackesy and Pierre Maguire, and the list goes on and on. Patrick Roy was interviewed, but for the job of coach. Not the job of GM. So they viewed him as a coach then. You view him as more of a coach now. So do I. So they probably will interview him at some point, but for a coach, not for a GM, which I don't think he will get the job either as coach.
0: Yeah, I'd be surprised. I mean, I think the problem with him as a coach, and we all know this, is the problem that they ran into in Colorado, which is the guy's ego is so absolutely gigantic that he won't be able to live with the concept that he doesn't have a say on what players he gets to get behind the bench. And this whole discussion, I mean, it's very interesting, you know, and again, it's a French-English thing. Jeff Gorton has been hired as executive vice president of hockey operations for the Montreal Canadiens. This is a very radical move on the part of, of Jeff Molson. Up until now, it was like it had to be a French-language GM and a French-language coach and, and, you know, there's this whole discussion, who's got the last word? We know who has the last word. It's going to be Jeff Gordon. He is the boss, and he's not a Francophone. So this is a very significant thing. And uh, so, you know, there's it's, a- it's even
1: It's even more significant now that all the Francophones have actually realized that that's the case, that the GM in disguise is Jeff Gordon. Now, that doesn't mean that the GM they're going to hire is going to mean a puppet, there's going to be a puppet. It just means that what? Jeff Gordon will have final say it's a sick podcast it's brought to you by cherry river heart seltzer only 90 calories natural flavors no preservatives now available in quebec grocery stores and at the beer store we are doing something brendan on the sick podcast on our social media channels and you can follow us on instagram at the sick podcast follow our facebook page the sick podcast and follow us on youtube at the sick podcast subscribe it's absolutely for free uh, but on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter, what we're doing right now is we have a box of all the candidates, Patrick Roy, Kent Hughes, Stefan Quintal, Emily Castonge, Daniel Sauvageau, Daniel Briard, Matthew Dash, Roberto Luongo, uh, Mac Denis, list goes on and on. We have a box and we ask you to vote and to eliminate one. And I want to let you know, the first candidate that was eliminated, who got the most votes to be eliminated, was Patrick Roy. The second candidate, I have been told, is Stefan Quintal. We'll find out who candidate number three or the third one to be eliminated will be. But go there and vote on our social media channels, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, on our Facebook at the Sick Podcast, Brendan.
0: Well, and very surprising, and and again, I mean, imagine. You know, look at what, what, what people are saying in Francophone Quebec, which is far and away the majority of people who, who are here in Quebec. They're like Patrick was the savior. the the You know, essentially sick podcast polling is mostly, I'm assuming, Anglophones. They, they kick uh, Patrick out of the race right away. I think it says all you need to know that it's become a kind of linguistic political thing. So the first thing you have to say about that, all the talk about Kent Hughes, forget it it's not good enough to speak french this gm must be a francophone it must be someone whose first language is french so that's that's the first thing and the other thing there's there's a whole discourse amongst the francophones that i know who are saying you know what this this uh, and you just sort of reference that is this gm will be a puppet that's absurd. Why would you say that? I mean, why can't the boss is going to be Jeff Gorton? No question about it. And and at the end of the day, the ultimate boss is Jeff Molson. But the hockey boss is going to be Gorton. But why can't he get a Matthew Darch or an Emily Castongue? These are great people. They're super smart people. They know a lot about management. They know a lot about hockey. It's a collaborator. But yes, at the end of the day, if you're in a fight, And and Emily Castangay says, The person I want in the draft is uh, Jasperi Kakanyemi. And Jeff Gordon says, You know what? I like Kakanyemi, but he's a number 15 pick, not a number three pick. Well, Jeff Gordon wins that argument. I mean, it's only. Well,
1: neither are actually going to decide. In the end, you leave that to the director of amateur scouting, who, in my world, would have been Martin Madin Jr., who occupies the role of assistant general manager with the Anaheim Ducks after a conversation with Francois Gagnon of Verdes last time around on the sick podcast, a couple of days ago, he says, based on what he's hearing, that permission was not granted because the Ducks want to keep him within their organization. I don't blame them. I but think it's rare, unfortunate. Right? I would have loved for him to join the Canadians. His track record is very impressive,
0: but that one is very rare in general. My understanding of how the national hockey league works is they almost always grant permission. They give the person the chance to, to get another job. So that's uh, kind of surprising. The other guy that I was wondering about, and maybe I'm just late to the party here. Maybe,
1: pardon me. Maybe he's going to be their GM in Anaheim, and that's why they didn't grant permission.
0: But what about Marc Ambrose? Did he just say, I mean, is, is it just that he's not that interested? That's the kind of rumblings I'm hearing, because that guy... Is a, you know, talk about a Quebecois icon, another iconic Quebecois goalie who's way up there in the New Jersey Devils uh, organization. I've talked to Martin Brodeur about hockey, super, super insightful mind. I mean, he's got so much experience. Is it that he's just happy in Newark? And it's funny, we never talk about this guy. Hold
1: on a second. I like Marty a lot. Now, does Marty have experience as a general manager?
0: He's, he's, I don't know the exact position he has with the devils, but he's, uh, isn't he special advisor to the president? Something along those
1: lines? So, so he is not a general manager.
0: None of these people are. None of them are. Perfect. So now
1: hear me out for a second. Martin Bradar is, as much as I like Marty, I just think about what would happen, okay? If you'd name Martin Bradar general manager. For sure, a lot of people would love it, but. Martin Bradard is not a GM. Martin Bradard is not an assistant GM. And Martin Bradard is not a former coach. Martin Bradard is not a former scout. And Martin Bradard is not a former Montreal Canadian. Patrick Roy is not an NHL GM, but he was an NHL coach. He was an NHL coach of the year. He was a VP of hockey ops along with being the coach. He's been a GM and head coach in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for over a decade. And he's a former Montreal Canadiens goalie icon legend who won two cups here. Could you imagine if you hired Bradar instead of Roy? As yeah, much as free. some people would like what? it, you'd get crucified at the what? same time.
0: It's a, free world. it's a free world. I don't like... I'm, I'm saying I'm Jeff Molson. I'm Jeff Gordon. We made a decision. We decided... Patrick was not the guy. What I'm being going to get my decision dictated by, uh, Le Journal de Montréal. I mean, that's, that's the problem with the haves in the last 30 years is it's been run by Tremblay? You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. You can make up your own mind. We don't want Patrick. What? Sorry. Not the guy that we want. I mean, why can't you say I prefer Martin Brodeur? And I was just looking up, he was special assistant to general manager, Doug Armstrong in St. Louis. Yeah. And now he's way up in the, in the, the, um, uh, Devils hierarchy. He's got a lot of experience. None of the people on the list are GMs. There is not a GM there. There's no yeah. there's no qualified francophone GMs there. There's no
1: assistant GMs either. Matthew Darsh may be occupying a role that has some assistant GM responsibilities, but his exact title is director of player personnel. If memory serves me well,
0: Broder so. is executive vice president of business development for the New Jersey Devils. I mean, yeah. It's far That's from being. It,
1: it's far from being a GM,
0: Brendan. It is far from being a GM. But you know what? One of the things, if you look at those nine or ten candidates, none of them have that much experience. I mean, everyone's saying, "Oh, the more they don't
1: I have people. to." The GM is Gordon.
0: I agree. So, but so Broder has as much experience as these guys. You know, people talking about uh, Danielle Briere as a front runner, right? A lot of sort of knowledgeable uh, columnists saying that. What's his experience? He's president of the ECHL team. I mean, third tier league. I mean, hasn't even been uh, in an executive position in the AHL, never mind the NHL. You know? And I'm not saying Briere is a bad choice. I'm just saying these guys, you know, you're talking about Stefan Quintal and a lot of people saying he's a great choice. I mean, I guess your listeners uh, tossing him off the list, but, you know, what's Quintal's experience? What What's his executive experience with an NHL team?
1: His his experience is dealing with Bettman and Daly in terms of Department of Player Safety and yeah. having those ongoing conversations around the league. I don't think he's a great candidate. Neither By the is. way, he's all, he's gone on record as saying that if it wasn't for the president's job, he wouldn't be interested. And now uh, it's a GM job, and it appears like he may be interested. I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard him on the record. Look, Breer a good guy, but let's put the cards on the table. There are many that holds something against Briere. And that is when he was in the prime of his career. He had a chance to come here as an unrestricted free agent and sign a deal that was going to pay him upwards of $50 million in total. And he refused citing a family decision saying, uh, you know, um, my family wants to stay where we are we're not coming to Montreal. A lot of people hold that against them. And you know what? I kind of understand the argument.
0: I totally get here's it. And here's
1: the guy who's going to be asked if I can, Brendan. Here's the guy who's going to be asked, Daniel. What are you going to do to sway free agents here, unrestricted free agents here, when you yourself chose not to come here in the prime of your career? Uh, he's going to have to get creative with his answer there, um, and he could probably spin a negative into a positive, but he's going to have to get creative there.
0: Yeah, no, I I kind of agree. I mean, it's it's and when he ends up with the Habs, he's pretty well a shadow. Of his former self, kind of a washed up player by that point, right? I mean, he was not a big factor on, on that half seam and he had the chance to come and he didn't. And, uh, and you know what, one of the biggest uh, problems that, you know, we keep talking about this idea that uh, we haven't had that scoring star for 25 to 30 years. Well, one of the ways you could potentially get that star is through free agency. And it is one of the biggest problems that's faced the Canadian is they haven't been able to, to get those kind of free agents. Cause bottom line is a lot of players don't want to come to Montreal. And, okay. and one of the ironies is okay. Quebec players don't like coming. Perfect. To
1: so knowing that, knowing that players don't like to come here because of media scrutiny, fan pressure, uh, maybe the weather, there's no beach, can't play too much golf here um, uh, during the season. That is can't go fishing list goes on and on the roads, the, this, the, that the traffic, all that stuff. So think about this for, for a second. I'm going to name you some names, okay? You ready? Yeah. McDavid Dreisaitl, Matthews Marner, Kane Taves, Makar, um, Sasha Barkov, Jonathan Huberto. What do these players have in common?
0: They're drafted by the team that they play for.
1: They're yes. And they're all drafted in the top four.
0: Correct.
1: Now I know the Canadians struck out in a couple of their draft picks they had when they chose third overall, but unfortunately you have to draft in the top four or five for several years and you have to be lucky that they're going to be good years. Now, if you can't get the free agent here, then what's going on right now when the Montreal Canadians statistically have the worst winning percentage in hockey is the best thing that can happen to this organization right now. But got providing to the best up. chance to win the lottery or get as good a pick as possible. And if they don't win the lottery, they can't mess it up. And I'm, I'm happy they are where they are in the standings because it gives them a solid shot at Shane Wright. And I'd be even happier if they're even worse next year. So it gives them a solid shot at Conor Bedard,
0: who's no, no, even more not. of a better player. who's no, a, a generational talent. You're you're absolutely right, and and I think the fact of the matter is you've got to make use of those picks. And it was so significant in the press conference where Jeff Molson was announcing that he was firing Mark Bergevin, Trevor Timmons and Paul Wilson that he said one of the reasons that this was happening. In particular, for Timmons, was he blew two number three picks? And we can go through this and that. And Galchenyuk year wasn't a good year. This and he blew two number three picks. You cannot afford to do that. And so when you come to what's happening in the next couple of years, they can't eff it up again. And Jeff, the, the other thing to keep in mind is Jeff Molson's been on the job for I'm I'm thinking it's it was 08 or 09. So it's been 12 years. He has to succeed with Jeff Gordon. If this fails. Is there a, a, can he come back from that? So they need to, you're right. They need to get that top pick. They're going to get the top pick. Whether I think he
1: will, by the way, I have a lot of confidence in Jeff Gordon. I'm so excited about the future. That's where matrixhomefitness.ca comes into play, Brendan, because I want to be around for a long time because, because I want to see Shane Wright in a Canadian's uniform, or I want to see Connor Bedard, or I want to see Mitch Goff. So bring it home, do like me, get yourself a treadmill or some cardio equipment. A club quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit MatrixHomeFitness.ca. I picked up the Matrix T seventy five with the XUR console. Brendan, you got to see it. It's almost as beautiful as you.
0: I'm looking at the results of it just on this screen here, Tony. I mean, obviously it's fantastic. Hold on a
1: sec. Hold on a second. It doesn't show that I've lost a few pounds.
0: Look no, carefully. No, you're looking good. You're looking good, yeah. and I'm kind of liking the uh, the little uh, goatee there. Is this the yeah. new- this is a 22 uh, look
1: for Tony. I'm, I'm, I'm not liking the white hairs all that much, but yeah, this was, uh, by the way, you know, the whole goatee thing. No, I so don't. early on when I started off in the business, they were calling me to do television and, uh, sometimes they would, they would, they would call me, you know, uh, back to back and stuff like that. And I didn't like shaving because when I shave often, I often get irritated or get a rash and stuff oh, like that. You're a
0: sensitive guy.
1: Yeah, so I did laser hair removal, oh. but I didn't complete it, and I had left the goatee. So now I don't grow hair here, but the goatee continues to grow. Wow. So uh, no, the hairs looking good.
0: Uh,
1: thank, I'm thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How about my hair that I...
0: Yeah, um, the hair is looking good too. I mean, you, you know, I trim my own hair,
1: by the way. I, trim my it's own. T-
0: I know it's tough for you to do a, a podcast with me because, like, the hair thing is—it's tough. I mean, the, the bar is, yeah, it's raised a certain uh, heavy metal level with me. You know,
1: so. yeah. You look like Richard Gear. Come to think of it. All right. Now that we've finished <laughs> throwing each other uh, flowers and some compliments here, all right. Um, how do you think it's going to end up?
0: You know, um, it's 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 a super interesting thing. It's a super like I'm with you. I you know look. I spent nine years blasting Mark Versteeg, so I've got to be excited. I love the Jeff Gordon decision. I love. That Jeff Molson has really—he's ruffled some feathers. The French media are furious with him with this thing of getting an English guy to run the. Heart.
1: Well, yes and no. I actually think it's one of the most brilliant things that Jeff has ever done.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, hiring I agree.
1: Jeff Gordon, but appeasing the media by giving them a general manager that will speak French. I think it's brilliant.
0: And but 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 like the,
1: circumventing the cap.
0: No, no, that's it. It's it's a sleight of hand, but at the same time. If you get someone good, like, let's take an example. I think an excellent candidate is Matthew Darsh. I don't think he's going to come here just because he's got such a great setup in Tampa, but let's say he does. And let's say he's like, for personal reasons, he'd rather be back here in Montreal. Why would that not be a great duo? Gorton and Darsh, or, you know, pick whichever one. It can,
1: of the- be. it can be a great duo.
0: Emily Castonguay for, you know, I don't know her personally, but I'm thinking she's got a couple of degrees. She's, she's, wow, she's,
1: she's, she's got a law degree. She's brilliant.
0: Right. And she, she's but, brilliant. She's also, but she's also a player agent representing some top players. Yes. And you know, like Gordon, like kind of like he, he showcased a little bit of what he was looking for when he said, I'm thinking of, you know, maybe being a little bit out of the box and I want someone to compliment me. So Gordon's a guy who's got real life GM experience. He's been very successful in Boston, extremely successful with New York Rangers and turned the Rangers around really quickly. So he's got the GM experience. So he doesn't need someone who's already been a GM player agent. I mean, listen, you know the Pierre Lacroix story? I mean, you know yes. that I'm very tight with the sort of Céline Dion camp. Raymond right? yeah. Angelil called Marcel boo, You know that story. Yeah. Angelil called Obu and he said, him and uh, Angelil and Lacroix, great friends, says, try out Pierre Lacroix, who turned out to be a brilliant general manager. What did what did Pierre Lacroix do before he was general manager? He was a player agent, of course, representing yes. famously Roy, And he's got more experience. He had more experience as an agent than Emily Gay, But it's a it, it is a path to becoming a GM. So but why would she why would she have to be a puppet? I, I'd say you have it. Well, this
1: is this puppet. is what I'd like to see. I'd like to see the Canadians hire a couple of those candidates sure make one, the general manager make one, the assistant general manager uh, make one head of another department, whatever, maybe they hire three, you know, I believe in, in spending money on good people. I I believe in spending money on good talent. I believe in preparing as well uh, for tomorrow. Some of these executives are going to move on. Some of them will stay. Jeff Gordon, my day, one day might move on. The general manager one day might move on. The assistant general manager, because what happened here before under Mark Bergevin is Mark Bergevin had Scott Mellenby and Trevor Timmons as his assistant general managers. Mellenby was really his right-hand man. Uh, All three of those gentlemen, they shared the same strength player evaluation in Timmons case. It was at the amateur level in Bergevin and Mellenby's case. It was at the pro level. None of them had, Um, skill sets that the other didn't have, right? And when the Canadians needed to name another general manager, uh, for obvious reasons, it was not going to be Mellon B and B Timmons, one of which was they didn't speak French. And uh, another was because maybe they were in the exact same mold as a Marc Bergevin. So what I would do is hire a couple people, different skill sets. We know they're going to be French speaking and one will be the general manager now. And one may be the general manager five years from now.
0: No, I, I, I'm absolutely on the same page as you, Tony. I mean, look, Montreal Canadiens, the one thing that they have, right, uh-huh. is a lot of money. They're once again third on the Forbes list of the, the most valuable NHL teams that have got fantastic revenue, fantastic profit. There's no salary cap behind the scenes. There's a salary cap for the players. So you can spend to the limit, and, and you're so right about that, you know, Like people have been joking about, they were the it was bicep management. You say they're they're the same kind of guys. They're all like, are you passing me a hundred bucks?
1: No, no, we're just talking about money and just um, you know.
0: I thought because I said I was on the same page as you, you were giving me five hundred bucks. Yeah, go ahead, go, go, go. I didn't really think you carried around bills as small as fifties, Tony. I thought it was just uh, the word I heard is you're just a hundred dollar bill kind of guy.
1: No, no, no. no. I have fifties too, Brendan. What I'm getting? Listen to me. I'm Italian. Uh, we, there's no Italian that walks around with less than a thousand dollars in his pocket. Just doesn't work,
0: mind is, you. I think I got less than and a and thousand. The other thing, do you, do you you know? I played my kid played hockey for years with with a lot of Italian kids from LaSalle. You know what? The thing about the dads on the team, they all had fantastic shoes. Yes, it's amazing, fantastic, very you know, important. Us you know, Anglo guys, I got like the beat up sneakers. You know, you guys, you all have. You know the designer shoes. It's the middle of winter. You're wearing these shoes. Yeah. But, so those guys. By the way, you know that money I have
1: in my pocket. I've had the same amount for the last four years. No,
0: well, exactly. You've never spent a dime in the last uh, in the last ten years. But not so, unless also, it's on shoes. Remember, they said, "Was it?" Uh, I'm trying to think. If it was Paling or Caulfield. One of the guys. They said, "What do you give us?" You know, because you know, all the management guys go to see the pick, and I'm trying to remember which it was. One of the two guys, either Paling or Caulfield, and they said. What's your impression of these hats managers? And the guy says they've got really big biceps, right? That was Bergevin and Timmins and and uh, what's his name? Mellonby. They were just pumping iron at the Ma gym. Yeah, point. yeah. They're Ma all the point. Managers, you know,
1: Listen, good for them, man. Good for them.
0: Uh oh, not good for them. It was ridiculous, you know. Wait, wait, it was ridiculous that they're in great shape. Not in great shape. Listen, Mark, you're fifty-seven or whatever. You know, just stop trying to compete with the players. Stay in good shape. You don't need to build up. I'm in fantastic shape, Tony, as you know. Out playing hockey all the time. I don't have to build up my biceps.
1: I can't. I can't. Hold on a second. I, I can't believe you're saying this. First of all, first of all, pumping weights is great for weight loss. All right. Uh, not that I'm an expert in this, in this whole matter. No, yeah. but I, I can't believe that you're upset that they're in great shape.
0: I, they're not in great shape. You should
1: be upset with the players that they weren't in shape like they were. You
0: know what? I, I, I was at Oceaga one year backstage. Who do I see? And it, it was funny. I see Mark Bergevin there Yeah, he's in this t-shirt. That's like, it's like painted on his body, you know? And then he's got those jeans that are so tight and they're all ripped jeans. And it's like, his arms are exploding out. It's it's absurd. You don't need that at fifty seven. You know what you, me?
1: you are you are you are one hundred percent envious of the shape that Mark Bergevin is in. I can't believe it's that a, you,
0: everything I, I, right. I, I,
1: hold on a second. I can't believe that you crapped on him for nine and a half years. He was relieved of his duties about a month ago, and a month later you're still crapping on him.
0: You? Can, can, can you have some pity, please? Please stop. Why should I have some pity? I mean hey, you know, now you're, you're like, picking on his biceps. Did you see, did you see Mark Bergerman? He was on Le Bye Bye.
1: Yeah.
0: He turned on the Bye Bye with, with, with Paul Wilson. And they do a routine and they say, what are you having for, uh, yeah, your biceps are better than mine, but I'm in better shape than you because I play all this hockey. But so they asked Mark Bergerman, what are you having for your Réveillon? And you know what he says? Poudin chômeur. j'ai put job. Which was very funny, actually.
1: It was brilliant.
0: Sorry for him. He's fine.
1: It was brilliant. And I like, you know, I like people that like to poke fun at themselves. But yeah. they were I a little nasty
0: fun. with Molson, I thought, you know, they really they had and you, you were counting on what do you think
1: Mark Bergevin's up?
0: He'll he'll never work again as a GM, that's for sure. That's well, I my think you view. Are. Really? I I'd be surprised. You really you you see him as a GM?
1: He was, he was an assistant general manager with the Chicago Blackhawks. He was director of player personnel. He was a scout. He was assistant coach. He was the GM of the Montreal Canadiens for nine and a half years. Yeah, I think he's going to be a general manager in the National Hockey League again if he wants to now. Speaking of National Hockey League, any player, any team, we spoke about some stars before, any sport, sportbubshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our SICK merchandise as well. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. All right, so you don't think Mark Bergeron is going to be a GM anywhere?
0: I mean, I look, you're saying he is. I'm saying he's – I mean, he could be, but I. I mean – I look at his track record, and I say it's not that successful. But the NHL does have this thing where they're like... Probably
1: wasn't, but he came within three wins of winning the Stanley Cup. So, I believe if he wants to be a GM, he will be.
0: No, hang on a sec, Tony. We've been through this before. They did not come within three games of winning the Stanley Cup. They won one game in in the... You really think... Like so, how come if if that was so great? What a greatly constructed team! How come Jeff Molson fired him like uh, a couple of months later? Because I didn't
1: I, I didn't I didn't say it was greatly constructed or it wasn't or this or that or whatever. And I'm not saying they didn't get there because they didn't have an element of luck or what. I'm saying he made it to the Stanley Cup final. He did. That's a fact. That is a, a fact. fact. You're gonna have to live with. Unfortunately, I, I know you don't. You have to live with it. It's a fact.
0: I think it's like that. You remember that season of Dallas when it turned out the whole season was a dream? That's what I think of that Stanley Cup run. Is it? no? But seriously, they were never. I just leave it at that. They were never going to win the Stanley Cup. Can we at least agree on that?
1: No, well, I, I mean, know. if Tampa, if uh, if uh, Kucherov and Point and Stamkos and Kilorn and yeah. Edmund and Sergachev and, yeah. and McDonough and Vasilevsky yeah. were going to get hurt all at the same time, yeah. I think they would
0: have. Right, quite possible. That could have been a strategy, you know, take the... Hey,
1: when I talk to you again next week... Yes. ...or so, uh, how many GM candidates will have been eliminated from the process, and will the Canadians, one week from today, already have their GM?
0: I don't think so. I think they're, you know, one of the things that Gordon kind of made clear is he's not going to be in a rush to do this, which is part of what we're saying. He is the GM, so he doesn't need a GM right this exact second i mean he's got to do it within a few weeks but he could probably go even right up to the trade deadline and do all he can do all that stuff himself right it's not like there's no one running the ship jeff gordon is running the ship so i'd say it'll take a couple of weeks uh you know one of the interesting things you know and with chantal Maccabe taking over his head yeah. of communications how transparent will they be like will they tell us we talked to Briere and he's no longer on the list. Are they going to, you know, sort of tell us who was on, who was off, who's left? We got three people. Probably not, right? I mean, companies don't.
1: I I would say, I will say this. I don't know the answer to that. But with Chantal at the helm as VP of communications, uh, I think that the Canadians will be more transparent than they probably have been in a very, very long time, maybe even ever have been. And I'm not just saying that because I hope for that to be the case. I'm saying that because I really believe that will be the case. And I never met anyone. who didn't love Shot. Listen, it's a huge advantage to be working as a reporter and in the media to now occupy that role because you know exactly what was working and what wasn't working. And Chantal, better than anyone has a pulse on that. Chantal, better than anyone else, knows how important it is for the fans to get close to this team again. And I hope, and this will be a discussion for another day, I hope that in the very short term, the fan base, because I don't care about myself, but the fan base will hear from Carey Price and Shea Weber because the fact that these two players, the two most important players on the team, the franchise goalie and the captain, until proven otherwise, Having said a word to the fans behind the microphone on TV or on radio for over six months, in this my is opinion, the- is very unacceptable. And it's, it's disappointing. Outrageous.
0: And here's another thing that might not go down well with all of our uh, English listeners and viewers, but how about three or four words in French too? You know, show some respect. And I, in general, I, I agree
1: with you a hundred percent. The fact that Kerry Price has been here for 15 years Uh, idolized by this fan base and and look i I'm, i'm very sensitive to what he's gone through really i am but he had 15 years to learn french okay it's not i had 15 years to learn a word or two to conduct an interview and the same thing goes for shea weber and i find it disappointing i really i find it disappointing
0: how come all these players on the other pro sports teams in Montreal, can make that effort, and the Canadiens guys can't. Brendan Gallagher, it's outrageous. He's played his whole career here. Jeff we Gordon, learned. thirty
1: seconds. Jeff Gordon, thirty seconds after he was here, said more words in French than Carey Price and Shea Weber set together set together in the last fifteen. And, and you know what? I get it. He was advised that it would probably be a good thing to do, and he probably had it prepared from, but he did it. All right. And On that note,
0: and yeah. Carey's not saying. You know, he's skating. We want to know what's going on with Carey Price. What's going on? Like, how the are The fans
1: you? want to know. The fans want to know. The fans want to know from Carey Price if this team goes in a reset or a rebuild for the next three or four years. Does he still want to be a part of it? They want to know how he's doing. There's a lot of things they want to know. Once again, I think it's disappointing. You know who's not disappointing? You.
0: Fantastic. And you know what the
1: Canadians should do hire as many people as possible because, yes, A, they are a wealthy organization, and B, you would even pony up the money for them because nobody I know has more money than you.
0: I just, I'm not, I can't even bring out my roll of bills, uh, Tony. It's too, it's too thick.
1: You, you, you have thousands. All right, uh, $1,000 bills. He's Brendan Kelly. I'm Marinaro. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Sick Podcast. And join us on our YouTube channel at The Sick Podcast. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. Why? Because this podcast is sick. And I'm not just talking about, He and I. Fantastic. See you
0: later. Cheers, bud. Have a good one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcasts. The sick podcast is brought to you by cherry river, hard seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and The Beer Store.